Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Shit That Goes On In Our Heads. I'm Dirty Skittles. And I'm G-Rex. <laughs> Was that your phone sex operator voice? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> All right. So today's... <laughs> oh, we've broken her. Oh, she's... Oh, <laughs> All right, today's episode, we are going to chat a little bit about stress at work, losing ourselves in that stress, and losing ourselves in relationships. I'm going to start by throwing it over to you, G-Rex, because I, for one, have not mastered how to handle work stress. So why don't you share your story of how you, once upon a time, handled work stress? So once upon a time, I uh, worked for this company as I... um, tier two support person and um it was my job to get um stuff from our frontline team and up to our dev team around the time that this happened i was dealing with a lot of my own personal shit and some work shit at the same time and everybody would was coming to me like i had like 20 people coming to me for like this one issue right and Okay, I'm going to admit that what I did is not very professional, but it was, I didn't, I didn't, at the time, I didn't understand how to handle that stress or how to walk away from it. So, like, everybody's, like, coming at me, we got to get this up, we got to get this up, we got to get this up to dev. I finally just had it, and I stood up in the middle of the office, and I called them a bunch of fuckers, and I was like, I need an elevation in order to get this up to dev. I, I am telling you, as soon as I said that, a pin, you could hear a pin drop. I would imagine. My coworker who was sitting right next to me, I looked over and it was like deer in the headlights because they would, they never thought that I would do that, right? Because I have a pretty long fuse, but when I have a lot of stressors coming at me, I, at the time, I didn't know how to um, make that stop, right? Like hindsight is twenty twenty. go, you know, go forward about 10 years. And now I know that in order to stop that kind of stress, I just need to get up and walk away. And um, that's like a really good tip for anybody out there. Is if you have a really stressful job and you have people coming at you like 24-7 and you're like stuck in your own headspace, get up and walk away. It's goes, it's the same goes for sending off an angry email or sending off an angry text or getting in a team chat. Like stop yourself before you do something that you're going to regret. Because of this, I ended up hurting a lot of people's feelings. And I went on the apology tour for probably a year. Um, People were really, really pissed off. And I can understand because now I put myself in their shoes. And you know what? Nobody wants to be called a fucker at work, especially in the middle of the office. Some of the tools I've learned just lately, like um, with dealing with my depression and everything, is get up and go for a walk, right? simple 10 minute walk you're going to be able to relax you can cool yourself down you need to be like level headed right like you don't want to try and show your emotions at work and showing your emotions at work can and sometimes some ways can be a downfall for me um thankfully you know being who i was and the value i brought to the company 
all they did was get my hand slapped. But at any other company, I probably would have gotten fired. So I, I highly recommend that you don't do that because it's really demoralizing to the people you work with. And it's also demoralizing to yourself because you go back and you get like, you, you replay it in your head over and over and over again. And so I would just suggest, you know, if you can't get up and walk away, maybe just push yourself away from at your desk. Um, meditate for a few minutes. Find find your happy in that one moment. It's it's a lot harder said than done, but once you get into the habit of doing it, you're going to find you're a, a happier person. Your coworkers will be happier. You'll see things in a different light. So, like when I woke up the next day after this happened, just going back to the office was hard, right? Like because now I had to look these people in the face, and for me that's hard because I'm very well, I'm you know well liked, smart, intelligent. I have a little bit of a funny streak, but. On that day, like people were pissed, and I get it. So, like you don't want you don't want to approach approach your the people you work with or your day to day tasks with that kind of job stress because it's not healthy. Another good example of walking away from job stress is wait wait before you get into another story, can I ask questions about the one that you just shared? Yes. So. This kind of reminded me, like you said, that you, you know, you made a mistake, you stood up, your temper got the best of you, you said something you regretted later in the heat of the moment, um, and other people, their feelings actually got hurt. And it reminded me of like, I think there's like a saying, and I apologize now because I'm horrible at sayings, but there's something about like, everybody has a story or like everyone is going through something. So I can imagine like, if you you know, holiday depression person was sitting at the desk and this other person stood up and said something in the heat of the moment, I can imagine how that could be taken, right? Like, everybody has a story. So you have to be a little gentle, a little bit more tender with everyone. Um, You know, besides the obvious that it's just wrong to (laughs) to call people fuckers. Um, I mean, unless they're paying for it. So, right. But... (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine how that could have been a little difficult for other people. Um, but I know you, and I can imagine it was probably difficult for you to sit with it after because your intention, I'm sure, was not to hurt people's feelings. It was just a lot coming at you at once. And and I can imagine being in that role, you're trying to like corral a bunch of cats to just sort of focus on one escalation. So that can be pretty challenging, I would imagine. Yeah, it is like hurting cats. But, you know, at the same point, at the same time, like, I should have had my emotions in check because, like you said, you don't know what somebody else is going yeah. through. We just need to be kind, right? I don't care how stressed out you are. Just be a nice person. If you can't be nice, then just don't say anything. Like, my mom my mom used to say to me, if you, can't, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, it's the golden rule. You, you really have to be cognizant of where you are and what you're saying because... Uh, hurting people's feelings um, is not the best way to go. I, I'm telling you, I did that apology to her for a year. I still hear about that time. story today. Yeah, so what, can I ask, like, did you just stand up and say, fuckers, or, like, was there more to it than that? So I I stood up, you know, all five foot of me. I was surprised that they could see me over the cubicles, right? <laughs> I just stood up, and I was like, if one of you fuckers can get me an escalation, I can get this to death. And I... I've never heard it so quiet 
in that office. Like a pin could have dropped. Yeah. But then after it happened, and after it got up to Dev, like people came over to me and asked me if I was okay because they'd never seen me that way, right? It was so out of character. Completely out of character for me. My I have the like longest fuse ever, yeah. and it just it just hit me. Wow. All right. So sorry to interrupt. I know you had another story that you wanted to to use as an example. So another example is when I was seventeen years old working at McDonald's. My manager at the time was probably about two, three years older than I was, not much older. But, man, he was a dick, like a total <laughs> dick. Would you say he was a fucker? <laughs> he kidding. is a fucker. He was a fucker. Anyways, um, I was standing at the counter, and I was talking to my friends and, you know, serving their food and everything. And he came over and s- stood right by me, and he's like, you know, if there's time to lean, there's time to clean. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm like serving food and i i didn't even think about what i was saying at the time because i did call him a motherfucker you know all 17 years old old of me in the in the front of the counter like talking to these people and i didn't get fired i you know they i was asked to go home for a couple of days you know and think about what i said even with in that instance if he had been a little bit cognizant of what was going on around you know if he'd noticed that maybe i was you know, helping a customer out or, you know, shooting the shit. Like, the the restaurant was clean, but, like, people need to be, like, cognizant of what's going on around you also. Not just what's happening in your own little world, but what's happening on the outside of that, right? So, you know, you're really, really stressed out. Just take a few minutes to, like, get a feel for what's going on outside of you. Because while you're all stressed out, stre- stressed out in your head... There might be something else happening out on the floor or out in the world where somebody got a text that you know nothing about. And just you opening your mouth and being a, a dickhead and screaming at people, it, it doesn't help. Yeah, this is this topic for sure is one of the hardest ones for me because I I struggle with this. Like I struggle so hard to manage stress at work. I don't have the tools yet I don't think like I know like I know right you're you're working um you're having like a really tough day you can feel like I could literally feel my blood pressure rising right like I'm sitting at my desk I could feel it happening but to just stop what I'm doing get up and walk away I feel is like I just don't have the time like that's usually what I hear in my head like I don't have the time to step to get up and walk away like, I'm like, I have to tackle this now. I have to get through it now. Everything is, like, so immediate. Like, it just has to happen. And I don't think that that's healthy because kind of similar to what Crazy 8 said is if you don't take care of yourself first, then you're probably doing more harm than you are doing good. And that's something that I'm, I'm struggling with so hard to just balance um, that stress and not let it consume me or not try to think that I have to fight it then and there and kind of tackle it I can't imagine just like getting up and walking away (laughs) which I'm saying is not healthy right like I need to be able to develop those tools a little bit better a tool that you can use and I've actually employed this a couple of times over the last month or so if you find that you're getting really stressed out about something um you know we all live on our phones find a funny text you know put on some music even if it's for two minutes, 
that two minutes distracts your brain enough to go back and, and tackle what you need to tackle. Uh, another tool that I was taught was count backwards from a hundred from a hundred by sevens, because what that does is that turns off the right side of your brain and lets your left side of your brain focus on what you need to do. It's harder harder said than done, but it helps. Yeah, I, I got to try that. I need to write that down and put it on a post-it on my on my monitor because I feel like that would probably shake me out of it. Just like you said, focusing on what number comes next mm-hmm. um, would shake me up. The It's funny, too, because there was a, a really stressful day not too long ago. And, you know, I was I was in it. I was super heated, super passionate. And all of a sudden, a text message came up on my phone from an ex-coworker of ours out of the blue. And it was like this person in our team used to just, he was so happy, so joyful that like when I got his message, it immediately like was like, oh, like it was a breath of fresh air. It was something to shake me out of that negative mindset and it made me happy. So I think there's something there to what you're saying, like having that, an actual, you know, physical tool that you can look at that can shake you out of the stress. So I need to, I need to put these in my everyday life for sure another thing that you can do is like if you have a song that like really makes you happy have that at the top of your your playlist or whatever like three four minutes into it you listen you know you listen to it you come back and you get done what you need to get done at least you get out of your head for that yeah. little bit of time because what we do for a living snapping at people is not the best way to get shit done <laughs> we can't we can't ever <laughs> Um, do you have like a go-to song? Um, or an I have artist? a couple. So I like Happy um, by um, by Pharrell. And then I have another one. I was going to say probably my husband would agree. Just blast like Harry Styles. But I don't know if that relieves my stress. It sort of distracts me, I think, more than anything else. Anything by Jess Glenn. I like mm. her a lot too. Um, Taylor Swift. Like there's oh, a couple Taylor of Taylor Swift? Swift songs I listen to. Nice. Antihero. It just yeah. it just gets me out of my head, right? I'm like, okay, okay I need two minutes. What can I do? I'll yeah. either go look at stupid cat memes because <laughs> they make me laugh, or the little Yoda memes. They make me laugh too because they pretty much simulate my own life. <laughs> um, but then I and then that way I can go back and have that conversation, right? I. I still have to um, be professional in what I'm doing and my approach to everything, even though I only have eight working days left now. Yeah. But, you know, as I carry this into my life, I I need to do the same thing. And it's also how I approach when I speak to my wife, right, or to anybody else. When I'm stressed out, I need to remember the tools that I have because walking away from an argument is usually not the best way to, to handle things. Yeah, I think that's like the perfect segue into talking about uh, losing ourselves in relationships because even though we're working with colleagues, it's still you still have these relationships that you've developed with everybody you're working with, other teams. Um, so yeah, getting getting stressed, having disagreements, like there's a healthy way to approach those. I, for one, probably will not come as a surprise that since I since I can't really manage stress in my work life I tend to completely lose myself in my personal relationships which I'm laughing it sounds like I have a really big problem I need to tackle with my therapist 
<laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm all in. That's that's sort of my personality. I'm either a hundred percent in, or I want nothing to do with it. Like I can't really, um, I don't have a balance yet. And so my personal relationships, I mean, some of my worst breakups took quite some time to sort of not necessarily get over, but to heal from them. Because what I found in, at least in my twenties was that I lose myself very quickly in a relationship. I become, I, my goal is always to be like the best, whatever, right? Like, so I'll be the best girlfriend. And all of a sudden I'm totally interested in what you're interested in, or I want to do all the things that you want to do. And, and that, and I forget when those things don't work out, you sort of lose who you were and what's important to you. And I think even though it's kind of weird and I guess I never really thought of the two going together, work is the same. If you forget who you are and you become, you know, what this organization wants you to be, then when that's no longer there, who are you? Right. You have to remember who you are. You have to have your own hobbies, your own goals, your own vision, never lose track of you. And that's something that, you know, at least in personal relationships, I I can say I've honestly learned because one of my last breakups, it was horrible. I was like, who am I? I don't even know what I like anymore. And one of the best sort of tricks to kind of help me, that helped me figure out who I was again was I was talking to a therapist and she had mentioned, well, throughout your day, anytime something makes you happy or you feel happy, take a picture of wherever you are in that exact moment. Like, what did you see or what triggered you to make you feel that way? And so I did that. I think it honestly took about two weeks. And then we reviewed the photo album. And like, it was like, almost like you were reborn again. Like, I remembered, I love the way, like, I know this is going to sound probably lame, but it was like, I love my first cup of coffee. And I had a picture of coffee. I had a picture of all these bright colors because there was a a truck in Florida that the paint cans just, (laughs) they didn't really tie it down well. (laughs) And so the paint cans fell off the back of the truck on the highway. And there was just these splashes of bright colors all over the highway. And I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. And it made me so happy just to see bright colors. And so like this photo album became really gorgeous and beautiful. And I remembered these are the things that I like as a person, as an individual. And it helped me rebuild who I was. And so I was prepared because the next relationship I got into, I never lost myself. I was like, I'm a good person and you can either be a part of my journey or not, but I'll never forget who I am and I'm not going to change for anybody else. And I think that that's pretty important. That reminds me of something that my therapist said to me too about, you know, losing your identity, right? So in about eight days, what, how I identify myself now changes. And so I'm going to take your tips about taking pictures of things that make me happy. You got to do it. And and change my identity, but not like, how do I explain it? Not to be somebody completely different. You're just relearning who you are. That, that's, I am relearning. Um, but I'm also like kind of coming out into like a new phase of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I've been kind of like, I'm a, like a butterfly, right? So as a ca- caterpillar... And I'm I'm still kind of in the goo. In a couple of weeks, I'm gonna like sprout out into this beautiful butterfly and and have this new identity and new new day to day. And that's been kind of scary for me. So that that's really been like replaying in my head 
over the last, I'm going to say the last couple of weeks, because now we're kind of getting down into the wire, losing my, losing myself, like in my wife, right? Um, but we've been together for a really long time now. It'll, it'll be 28 years at the end of this week. And um, we've learned, right? We've learned what each of us likes to do, what each of us don't like to do, and we compromise. So to me, like everything is a compromise. Sometimes in work, you can't make a compromise. Um, you just have to go with uh, plan A or plan B or none of the plans and just format a new one. <laughs> and stand up and say, fuckers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't, yeah, do not stand up and call people fuckers. Okay, even on your last day, just don't do it. You know, I'm, I'm just learning. It's like baby steps, right? So like 411, okay, so what's my new normal? What's my new identity? How do I find, how do I find me? So I'm, I'm excited about that part. How exciting. I would imagine, dude, that, that, I'm excited for you. Because I think you're really going to find things that bring you so much joy. And I just, I don't know. I'm excited for you. I, I'm hoping so. I've like, I've already started writing my book, right? So oh, wait, I'm I didn't about- know you are writing a book. Oh, you didn't know I was writing a book? <laughs> oh, yeah, what is yeah, your yeah. book about? So I, I started the book from um, October of last year when the depression started like happening. And then I'm going to take it through July of this year. And so it's like where I was when it got really bad. And then how I came back out on the other side of this, like a new person, um, a new perspective, a new level of life, right? And every day I write you know a page or two i've already got like three chapters done nice and i so that's I, that's something i want to put my focus on uh i really want to focus on my wife and do some traveling and things like that but i can see how you can get lost you know how you can lose yourself in your relationship in your work in even if you're volunteering right you're always like you want to fit in but at the same time, you need to keep your own identity because you yourself, both of us, we're unique individuals, right? Um, but we have so much to offer those that are around us that we need to make sure that we're encompassing everything, all that into to that relationship. Yeah. And uh, I, I can tell you, somebody who's worked, you know, 40 plus years of their life, I can, you know... Um, Unfortunately, you know, sometimes my wife did pay for shit that went on at work. It took me a really long time to learn how to leave that shit at the door and not take it home. But now that I've started doing that, things are so much better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the one part I'm pretty good at is I don't ever I don't ever want to talk about work outside of work because it consumes so much of my day that when it's done and I close that door or I shut the laptop down I want to be done I want to now focus on like the things that make me extremely happy in my personal life and and I we you know I mean you know a lot of our friends work with us so it's hard to not talk about work or vent about work and so with my group of friends like even if that happens we try to like okay we have 10 minutes to just let it all out and then like let's move on and have some good like good times you know um so i've gotten at least at least i got one thing down may not be able to manage stress (laughs) but when it's done it's done i think that like once you start going back to the gym though Mm -hmm. you're gonna be able you're gonna have an outlet for that stress 
and um, be able to approach things a little differently at work and have different tools, right? Like, you get a bad email or something, um, my suggestion for that is wait 10 minutes before you ever reply back to it, right? Um, If it's something that is, like, really deep and really bothering you, write a draft, but don't send it. Same thing goes for standing up in the middle of the office and calling people a bunch of fuckers. Think about what think about what you what you need to get across and what's the best way to do that. Because letting people see your emotions, um, it can have a, a it can it can have a detrimental effect. For me, it didn't. Um, I mean, I it, I stewed on it for about you know two weeks because I I know in my heart that I hurt people. And truly wasn't my intention. I just, at the time, I didn't have the tools I needed to understand how to manage that stress. What was nice, though, is after that happened, my coworker who sat next to me, whenever I was on the phone and they heard me getting a little stressed out, they would tug on my shirt. And that would give, that would be a note, you know, that would make me calm down, right? Because sometimes we don't know what our tells are. We don't know how to stop it in that in that moment and that's part of the problem of like working remote we don't have that person in here in the office mm. with you to help you manage that so now you need to learn how to like self-manage mm-hmm. and so like the music the memes the walk away go get a coffee go get a five hour get up and walk away from the computer because it's, I, I guarantee you it's still going to be there when you get back mm-hmm. but you may not have that same amount of angst or anger or stress about it and maybe be able to tackle it in a more professional manner yeah i think we i mean i'm going to take a lot of your tips to be to be quite honest i think this was very helpful for me so like just to sort of summarize it up we've got like you can walk away put on your favorite jam you can if you feel like you're losing yourself in your work or in your relationships start taking photos of things that make you happy what else? What what um what else am I missing? Work out. Leave that shit at the door. Don't take it leave home it at with the, you. Yeah, do leave it at the door. Don't take it home with you. Like it does nobody any good. And nobody. Don't stand up and, and call, call people, people fuckers. fuckers. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone. Just don't ever do it. Ever. <laughs> Unless don't even do it in a restaurant, okay? Don't do it in a <laughs> restaurant. Don't do it in Disney World. In the middle of, you know, Florida Turnpike.